It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Required minimum distribution. That is an evil term for some people when it comes to retirement, when someone tells you, aka the government tells you, exactly how much you have to take out of your retirement account, it makes you feel helpless. Welcome to the Retire ASAP podcast, where our goal is to help you get free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor Fike, and today we are talking about your RMD and how you can plan ahead now before retirement so that you don't run into any issues down the road with required minimum distributions. Now, before we get into those kind of things, it is the holiday season. I was setting up my Christmas tree this morning with my wife. It is so, so fun to do this kind of stuff. I love Christmas. I love the Christmas music. I love the Christmas cookies. I love Christmas desserts, any type, not just cookies. It's just Christmas everything. Christmas food. I think that's ham. I'm not quite sure. I think turkey is Thanksgiving. Ham is Christmas. Either way, I love Christmas. I don't know what you have planned for your Christmas season. We usually head up to my grandma's house, get the whole family together, and we open up presents in a big circle, and we head to my in-law's house early in the morning, and we'll go over there and open up with the siblings, and it's just it's so much fun. Just The giving and receiving of gifts might be the best thing ever. And so hopefully you're looking forward to what you got going on for the Christmas season, but from the podcast, we have a gift for you. Now, it's going to come a little bit later. It doesn't come exactly on Christmas Day, but coming in 2020, we have some new updates going on with the podcast, so stay tuned. Some surprise things. I won't try to break the surprise too early, but a couple surprises coming up. One of them may be, and I can't confirm yet, I'm still working on them, a guest appearance from Brad Fike, the Brad the Dad, the ultimate guest for the podcast. We're working on trying to get some equipment put together to get him on here. That's one of the things. We have a couple other things going on. I don't want to ruin all of them all at once, but we have a Christmas gift for you coming from the Retire ASAP team. So looking forward to that coming up here pretty soon. But in the meantime, if you want to connect with us, if you are looking for a financial advisor, you can head over to our website. If you're not already listening on our website, you can head over to our website, www.fikeadvisors.com, and you can go to our Contact Us page. We'd be happy to connect with you and set up a free 20 to 30 minute consultation where we could just sit down and talk and see if we can help you. We might not actually be able to help you. Maybe something that is in someone else's wheelhouse professional wise, and we can send you to a different professional. But if you are looking for something that we can help you with, we can start talking about some of those details and moving forward there. Now, with that being said, I always have to give this little disclaimer on the podcast, and that is that this is a helpful educational podcast. We are not giving specific advice to you here. We are financial advisors and at Fike Advisors, but that doesn't mean we're giving financial advice on this podcast. I don't actually know you, and maybe I do know you, but I don't know exactly who you are listening at this moment, and I may already have a relationship with you, but when I'm giving this advice, I'm thinking in general terms. So do not make any decisions with your portfolio, with your taxes, with your money, anything. Don't make any decisions till you talk to someone that you know and trust and has a re- and you have a relationship with. That could be your tax advisor, your financial advisor, your uh, legal advisor, either one. Just make sure you talk to somebody that knows your situation before you make any decisions. Because again, When I'm talking about RMDs today, I'm not going to be talking specifically from your point of view. With that being said, let's dive right in. 
let's start with what is a RMD or what is a required minimum distribution? So to start things off here, we got to start with that beginning premise. And so many of you have 401ks that at your employer or you have traditional IRAs that you saved money on the side or maybe rolled money out from a previous employer into one with your financial advisor. Basically, any sort of investment or retirement account that you have that is tax deferred that has a required minimum distribution that must be made after you turn 70 and a half and you continue to age. So each year after 70 and a half, you have to rec- you're required by the IRS to withdraw a certain amount from those tax deferred assets. Basically what the IRS says is look, when you put this money into this account, you got a tax deduction. You got a tax benefit today. Woohoo, woohoo. You get rid of those taxes now, but what you're really doing is you're setting that tax up to be deferred to a later date. It's kind of nice in a lot of ways because if you defer to a later date, in retirement, you actually have a little bit more control over what your income is. When you're working and say you make eighty or $90,000 a year, you're going to continue to make that each year or maybe hopefully have salary increases over the time that you're working, you're not likely going to go down in salary unless there's a major career shift. So what uh, the IRS is saying, hey, look, let's make you a benefit. You can take some of that income that you have now, defer the taxes to a later date, and when you're retired and say maybe you only need to withdraw twenty or 30000 out of your retirement account to make sure that you're meeting your income goals, well, you now have the ability to withdraw less and pay less in taxes. So there's a tax strategy that goes on there depending on your situation. Now, it doesn't work for everybody, and actually, it sounds really good in theory sometimes and practical things of working out, at least in my experience with clients, is a lot of times you don't have less income in retirement. You actually have more income, so deferring your taxes isn't the best uh, move in some cases, but in some strategy and strategic moves, it does make sense for you to do that. So anyway, your required minimum distribution is based on that because you have three different types of money when you hit retirement. There is your pre tax dollars. Those are your tax deferred dollars, like what's in your 401k for most cases, if you're in a traditional 401k or what's in your traditional IRAs, or sometimes what's in maybe a deferred annuity, depending on who your employer is, they may have options there. Either way, those are your pre-tax items. Then you have your tax-free items, like your Roth IRAs or your Roth 401ks. Those are you pay the taxes today, and then you have tax-free growth and tax-free disbursements as long as you follow the guidelines that the IRS has set up for that type of an account, and you don't have to worry about paying taxes on those again. And then you have your non-qualified accounts, and those non-qualified accounts, how those work is you're only taxed on the gains in those accounts. So it's kind of nice to have those uh, in the mix as well because a capital gains rate, at least currently, is lower than the income tax rate uh, for most brackets that you would be in. So if you qualify for a capital gains uh, tax bracket, that usually means that you're going to be paying less in capital gains tax than what you would pay on normal income tax. And again, I'm just kind of talking generally, but really the RMD has nothing to do with the latter of the two types of money. It has everything to do with that pre-tax bucket that you have money in. And it's really interesting when you start looking at your retirement plan, the majority of your money in your investments are likely 
pre-tax dollars. They've been tax deferred. Most people, when they come into our office and talk to us, a lot of their money is in a previous 401k that they had with their employer, or they had saved up through their own business, they own their own business, a large sum of money in a SEP IRA or a simple IRA of their own business working that isn't a 401k, or they have some money that they rolled over from you know a previous employer into their own traditional IRA. So this becomes a real issue because here's the thing. If you have, and I'm you know kind of saying a large number here, let's say you have a million dollars. Well, that million dollars is great, except at a certain point in time when you hit that age 70 and a half, you could leave that in there, but you will be required to take a certain amount. Now, the question is, how much is that amount? Well, the IRS uses something specific to calculate that. They specifically use what's called the IRS Uniform Lifetime Table. And so what that does is they took a bunch of really, really smart math people, stuck them in a room, and had them crunch all these numbers and basically say, how long is the human life expectancy? And they have a factor that then they can use in that lifetime table to be able to calculate how long they think you're going to live based on how much is in the, your uh, account. If we take this factor and we do some math on an algorithm that we've created, we can come up with a certain percentage that needs to come out each year. A specific number will be that of uh, what your RMD is going to be. So simply put, let's make it a little bit more practical because sometimes when we talk general like that, it's a little confusing. Basically, if you have a million dollars and you are 70 and a half, and on December 31st of this year, of 2019, your account is worth an even $1 million. What you need to do is you need to take your $1 million, and according to the IRS Uniform Lifetime Table, you need to divide that December 31st value of that $1 million even by 27.4, and that will give you the exact number of what your RMD will need to be for 2020. Now, if we do that, we come up with a number of $36,496.35. Woohoo! Really exciting, right? Now, here's the thing. What the IRS is telling you then is that you have to take out that $36,000, almost $500. You have to take out that $36,500 somewhere in the calendar year of 2020. So you can do that on a monthly basis. You can split up into monthly payments. You can do it as one lump sum. You can do all kinds of different things there. But here's the thing. Whatever is withdrawn from that IRA must be claimed as income on your taxes. So that means based off of what you may already have coming in from your pension, maybe from Social Security, based off of all these different things, you now have to add in an extra $36,000. For some people, and they know not everybody has a million dollar account, but for some people, this RMD can bump them into a brand new tax bracket where they have to pay more than they expected they had to pay. So what runs into an issue with RMDs for most people is they say, you know, oh, I don't have to worry about that. We should be good. I don't have to worry about it until I'm 70 and a half. But what if you could do some things beforehand that could lower that amount of that RMD so that you don't have to run into any of those issues and get you into a tax situation that might be problematic for you in keeping your retirement ongoing? So this is something you need to think about. You need to think about, especially in your 40s and your 50s, you need to really be thinking about how much money do I have in my pre-tax bucket? And is there a way that I can get some money out of my pre-tax bucket and into my other buckets, whether it be a tax-free bucket or a uh, non-qualified account that's taxed at capital gains? Which bucket do I want to be able to get some of this money out of now so that I don't have to worry about running into a major tax issue when I turn 70? Because the other problem with this too is that those pre-tax assets, they don't transfer well to the next generation. 
When the next generation receives a, let's say you had a IRA, a traditional IRA with a million dollars in it, and that goes to your kids and you have two kids and it splits 50-50, they each get half a million dollars. That would be wonderful. The only problem is, is that those kids then have to decide, how am I going to take this half a million dollars out of the account? Because if they take it all at once, it all gets claimed as income for the beneficiary in that year. Whereas if they take it over five years, they still have to claim $100,000 over those five-year periods, or they can open up their own beneficiary IRA, but then they have their own required minimum distribution for that account based off of their age, and they can draw that tax out for a long period of time. But none of that is simple. The complexity of get, of receiving an IRA uh, as a beneficiary really makes you have to do some thinking and working through some of those complicated things. So not only could it be a problem tax-wise for you while you're still alive, it can be a problem tax-wise for your beneficiaries if you're not thinking about RMDs and, and the value in your pre-tax account. So you need to take these into consideration. That's why I want to talk about it today as we get to the end of the year, especially for a lot of our clients, those who don't really need their RMDs, they have plenty of income set up through their pensions and through social security and through other things that they've really come to uh, build up for themselves, they'll wait till the end of the year to take their RMD and it could be, you know, five, six, seven, ten thousand dollars in some cases. And it's something that they don't really want at the time. They take it because they have to legally and sometimes they'll reinvest it in other ways, but still it's a frustrating piece if you run into it and you don't actually need that towards your income. So what you can start doing, like I say, is you can start moving money from one bucket to the other. One thing that really helps out in a lot of this early on is some early Roth conversions in your 40s and 50s. Getting some money from that pre-tax bucket, paying the taxes today, and converting it over to what's called a Roth IRA, and allowing that to grow tax-free throughout your retirement, and then your beneficiaries receive it tax-free as well. So you never pay taxes on it again. It's kind of like, in my mind, it's prepaying taxes on money. And right now, if we're looking at today's tax environment, that might be a really smart move because tax rates for some of the lower brackets are the lowest they've ever been. And according to IRS law, I just heard that in 2025, if nothing changes legislatively in the tax rules, it's going to revert back to the previous tax law. So we can look at the tax law before, I think it was 2018 was the first year the taxes had changed. Previous to 2018, those tax laws are going to come back into effect come 2025. And so those were much higher brackets than they currently are. And that could be something where you say, if I do conversions now and get ahead of the ball game, get some things out of these pre-tax buckets and into a tax-free bucket, I might be saving money in the long run, not only for myself, but for my beneficiaries as well. And so that's something to consider on that side. Um, other options may be that instead of funding your pre-tax amounts, say instead of funding your 401k like normal, you can check with your employer and see if you have a Roth 401k. Because if you fund a Roth 401k, that's one of those tax-free assets where instead of putting money into something that's going to eventually be required to be taken out, you can put money into something that you never are required to take out of and something that you can really benefit from in the long run income-wise by having some tax-free income in retirement. So there's just a couple of ideas. There's different things that you can do all across the board. There's ways to use insurance for tax-free purposes and get into places where you're not required to take minimums out of those. Those are things that you really need to consult your financial advisor for. So if you're listening to this podcast, and like I said earlier, you can connect with us if you don't have an advisor, but if you're listening to this podcast and you have questions about this, please email me. My email address is taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at fikeadvisors.com, or you can just go to our website in the contact us page 
page. There's a place where you can just plug in your email and your question. I'd be happy to answer that for you. Or we can set something up. There should be a uh, scheduling button on our website as well in, in the contact us page or at least in the uh, what we do part of our page on, on the website. You can look there, schedule something on my calendar for half hour, you know, 30 minutes to 45 minutes where we can just talk through maybe some of the ways that we could help you or at least advise you to take steps to get yourself into a better place so that you don't run into tax issues with your RMD in retirement. So anyway, all that stuff just to say, I really am excited for this Christmas season. I love the end of the year. I love meeting with our clients at the end of the year as we start planning for the future. So if you are someone who wants to start planning for the rest of your retirement or maybe planning to retire early, please connect with us and we'll talk to you soon. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.